welcome to another edition of Sticks and Stacks presented by Monkey Knife Fight. I'm Chris Meany. Thanks for taking the time to hang out. I am not with Eric Young today. He tells me he's in the woods randomly somewhere in an RV with his wife, uh, <laughs> trying to probably bring up NHL.com, you know, wherever he watches his hockey tonight because we do have game one of the Stanley Cup Finals happening this evening, the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Dallas Stars. And I know uh, Eric always says he's a... Uh, a hockey psycho and he does whatever he can to to watch the games and I'm sure he will I have a fantastic guest um one of the best in the industry one of my favorite and I could talk for hours with this guy about hockey he's hanging by but I just want to give a, a another shout out to monkey knife fight because they're really getting it done here um obviously of course sponsoring the show but we've had a lot of you know, people just sign up recently and have some success playing over at monkeyknifefight.com. And if you're just new to the show, and I'm sure, you know, we have a couple new listeners with our special guest here today, they, they want to hear him, you know, give the picks for hockey. So I just want to, you know, just take a second here to get you familiar with monkeyknifefight.com if you're not yet. It's the fastest daily fantasy sports growing. And one of the best things I like about it is you don't have to play against a bunch of sharks. There's no salary caps Everybody has a chance to win. That's right, even you. And monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests. All the sports you love, not just hockey and baseball yesterday with Jen Piacenti. We had some winners. Congratulations to you guys out there. But, you know, basketball, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and esports. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. And a free $5 for just signing up. It's that simple. You head over to monkeyknifefight.com, sign up, boom, free $5. If you want to deposit, use the promo code STICKS. They're going to match to your deposit instantly up to $50. So check out monkeyknifefight.com. And with that out of the way, and we will, I'll touch on Monkey Knife Fight towards the end of the show again. I got to bring in this guest. I am super stoked. It's been a long time since I've talked to him. It's Pete Jensen. You can give him a follow at NHL Jensen. He is of NHL.com. Make sure you follow all of the outlets, of course, at NHL Network, at NHL Fantasy. Have their own podcast over there as well. Pete, man. How's it going? Long time. Great to be on with you, Chris. Always a fun time for sure. We go way back. And of course, we're at the end of the road here with the Stanley Cup Finals. So excited to break it down with you and uh, all the different props and values and everything going on right now because there are a lot of eyes on this game. And uh, yeah, we kick things off here on Saturday night. Yes, we do. Before we get into it, why don't you plug everything that you're doing? I know it's going to be a quick turnaround. This is a weird year. We're talking Stanley Cup finals here in September and, you know, the draft the first week in in October and free agency. I know you're going to be turning it around over at NHL.com, you know, pumping out some articles and some rankings. But why don't you tell everybody what you're up to these days? Yeah, so we're down to two teams now. So we're still breaking down the cup final, uh, whether you're in fantasy pool uh, for the extent of the season series or if you're looking at like any type of DFS format we have specific rankings for each game uh, going on NHL.com like DFS rankings we also have our podcast we drop the Stanley Cup final preview so if you listen to this show you want to hear even more uh, go and check it out NHL fantasy on ice for every podcast and then at the same time we're kind of starting to work ahead now it's going to be an unprecedented off season when the Stanley Cup final ends you got about a week week and a half before the draft, free agency, and then our rankings are already being built for next season. So uh, we're going to start rolling those things out in the coming days and weeks. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, there'll be a very tight turnaround between at the end of this exhilarating playoffs and then next season, which I think 
everybody is really excited for no matter no matter how it's going to look no matter if there are going to be fans or no fans for part of it or pushed back it's going to be uh, totally unprecedented but we're excited to embrace it and uh, keep fan engagement high so uh, you know don't forget about your fantasy teams i know everybody's in fantasy football mode and every sport's going on right now but it's a really intriguing season coming up for fantasy hockey as well. Yeah, absolutely. It is a fun time to be a sports fan is, you know, as, as crazy as 2020 is right now, you mentioned all the sports and football and baseball. I mean, the U S open happening right now, as we talk, like there's, there's just a lot going on in the sports world and, and hockey will turn around pretty quickly. So I, I suggest you follow Pete at NHL Jensen and, you know, he's pumping content out all the time, a great follow, especially if you're, a big hockey fan. So let's get into it. <laughs> I don't think it's any surprise that, you know, the Tampa Bay Lightning are in the finals. They finally got here. The, the big prize for them, obviously, is the cup finals. They've been there a couple times before or once before a few years ago and then, you know, run into Washington last year, you know, running into Columbus. I thought that game that went five overtimes and they beat Columbus was their, you know what I mean? Like, oh, we, we, we beat this team. We can beat this team. And let's go. And ever since that moment, I felt like they've just been unbelievable to watch. But I want to talk to you about Dallas first off, because they are surprising to me. This was a team that I liked coming into the playoffs. And then something happened to them, Pete, throughout the, the regular season. I know the final eight games of the, the year before the, the pause, they couldn't score a goal. It seemed like they were just playing like one nothing, 2 nothing games, 2-1. I didn't really love their offense. Then they find a way to beat Colorado. And if anybody would have told me that the series would have been over in Vegas in five, I never would have imagined that it would have been them winning the series in five. What have you seen from them in these playoffs that you've liked? Well, it really is incredible. Some of the guys that have stepped up for that team, like I saw Gurionov is like five points away from setting or tying the all-time rookie record for points in a postseason. I mean, the way this guy's scoring goals, he had a four-goal game. He scored the series winner against Vegas. Guys like that, Kivi Ranta, came out of nowhere. I'm, I would guarantee any fantasy podcast, either yours or mine, never mentioned that guy's <laughs> nope. name ever before that Game 7 when he had the first Game 7 hat trick since Wayne Gretzky. So incredible stuff there. Of course, the staples on Dallas for years back right, have been Tyler Sagan and Ben Bishop. Ben Bishop has only played three games, and Tyler Sagan – has, I think, eight points in 21 games and a very low shooting percentage. So you can't even say that either of those two guys have been responsible. So I think it, you can pin it on all the surprises, mainly Anton Hudobin, who has stepped in and not only held down the fort, but over the course of the playoffs, like he was a little shaky, pretty good. First two rounds against Calgary and Colorado, good enough to win. And then he was as good as you could have ever imagined he would be against Vegas better than Robin Leonard, who had a heck of a series of his own. And then all of a sudden, Kudobin has uh, this matchup in the final against, against Vasilevsky. And, you know, even if Bishop is healthy, it's not, which he's not right now, but even if he was, you don't know that they would even turn back to Bishop anymore. So, yeah, Kudobin has been far and away the biggest surprise, but there are players littered across the lineup that have really overachieved this postseason in one way or another, in one game or another, especially in those series clinching games, I think. Yeah, I've been really impressed with Anton Kudobin. He's been one of the better backups in the league for quite some time. I remember he, he made a couple trips with Boston. I thought, you know, he was a solid backup for Rask and 
you know, he's just he's just a solid goalie overall in general, right? And it's it's an int- it's going to be an interesting off season for some of these goalies, him in particular. And yeah, Bishop just hasn't been able to go. And you just look at the numbers overall, and Kudobin has been absolutely lights out. So he's been impressive. I've been super surprised with him, but at the same time, uh, you know, Andre Vasilevsky has been good as well. And it's, it's going to be a nice little goaltending duo, a nice little matchup. You just look at, you know, some of the overall numbers here between the two goalies and you see Kudobin, you know, obviously with, you know, the 12 wins and 2.62 goals against average and a 920 save percentage. But then you look at Vasilevsky and his numbers are actually even better, right? I mean, more wins, 14 wins, a 1.82 goals against average and a 931 save percentage. I sh- we probably expect that, but even still, I don't want to take anything away from Kudobin and what he's been able to do. And you mentioned Tyler Sagan. Is, is this like, I don't want to say a buy low, like, you know, you're playing DraftKings, you're playing FanDuel, you're playing Monkey Knife Fight, you're maybe in a fun little Stanley Cup pool with your buddies. Is this somebody that you think will potentially, you know, turn it around and the puck luck will come his way? Like, what have you seen from him? You, you mentioned the low shooting percentage, but is this going to turn around? Because it hasn't been him scoring goals. Like, Jamie Benn is, has stepped up. Garyanov has stepped up. Heiskanen's, you know, coming out party. He's been unbelievable. Like they, I think that they need Tyler Sagan to be able to put the puck in the net to, to beat this high-powered lightning offense. Yeah, for sure. As much as we can talk about the surprises on Dallas and how consistent Jamie Benn has been. I mean, Jamie Benn, by the way, five points in five games against Vegas in a series that was very low scoring. And Vegas, I think, as a team, only had eight goals in the five games. So, that speaks volumes about how Ben is built for the playoffs. Their patience with that player on a downward trend in his career uh, has paid off because he's been as strong as ever come postseason time in his entire career. So, uh, yeah, I think that's really uh, important for them to get that consistency from Jamie Ben, who's been underwhelming in fantasy for a few years now, uh, but has bounced back nicely. And then, yeah, for Sagan, I mean – Sagan has two goals on 53 shots and has also hit, I think, a post and a crossbar and then a couple other really uh, close calls uh, in terms of missed shots. So, yeah, I, I do think he's going he's gonna to break through at some point here in this series. Uh, you know, if he were to have a four or five goal series, I think that would put them over the top. I'm pick, I, I like Tampa Bay to win the series. They need Sagan just to be able to try to match what they're trying to do to contain the three top dogs for Tampa Bay, Kucherov, Point, who's healthy, thankfully for them. And Victor Hedman's almost playing like at a forward level right now, the way he's getting involved in the play and uh, scoring goals in consecutive games. And I think he's got eight over his past 11 games. So for a defenseman has been ridiculous. So that's the type of stuff that they're going to have to match in the hope of hanging around in this series and a, a bounce back from Sagan would go such a long way. I know you could have said last round, you know, hey, they might have needed Sagan to bounce back in order to beat Vegas. Clearly they didn't. But to do its two series in a row, I mean, is Anton Hudobin going to have a 950 save percentage against the Tampa Bay Lightning? I would say most likely not. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's where it's going to come down to, uh, you know, those opportunistic goals some of the goals that haven't been going in all season for Tyler Sagan, a bounce or two here or there could make an enormous difference uh, for this Dallas team as they try to pull the upset here. 
So I've been making bets and props and picks over at ftnbets.com. Uh, we have a free parlay calculator over there and a prop shop where you can surf around. Um, promo code MEANY for the picks. I've been, you know, all over Victor Hedman every day and just his shot prop total. You mentioned he's like a forward. He basically is. It's been too low. It's two and a half again today for game one. It was two and a half for, for the game six matchup against the, uh, against the Islanders. He put on six pucks on net. He's put over two and a half shots on goal in 10 games. He had one game. I'm, of course, there's five overtimes, Pete. But he put nine shots on goal in that game against Columbus and then followed it up with six in game two, four in game three. He has been super impressive. Uh, this Lightning team just definitely feel, it just feels like they have a chip on their shoulder just from last year. I don't know how you stop Braden Point. A point in every single game but two. Kucherov now ahead of Nathan McKinnon in points in the Stanley Cup playoffs. He has a point in every game but five. Uh, you mentioned Braden Point just being healthy now, which is a positive. So you like the Lightning. Let me get your thoughts on whether you think this is going to be high scoring, low scoring, because both of these teams have played that, right? Dallas can play that low scoring game, that low scoring series. We saw it against Vegas, but then they opened things up and played, you know, against Colorado. You know, they're opportunistic on the power play for sure in that series. And then you have Tampa, you know, against Columbus, it was a little bit low scoring, but that's kind of how the Blue, Jacket, Blue Jackets play. Um, but this team can go, I mean, when it gets, when it opens up, I mean, I'm sure that's not that what Dallas wants to do is, is have this, to, you know, a back and forth wide open series because that's not going to favor them at all. How do you see this playing out with both of these goalies playing so well? Do you feel like this is going to be, you know, a low scoring game? For example, game one over five goals is minus 134. There's some value there on the under at plus 110. How do you feel like, you know, game one plays out and how do you feel like the series plays out from a goals standpoint? Um, it's hard to say. I mean, because I think clearly Dallas, you'd think they would rather play low scoring games, but they, they did just fine when they were playing teams like Calgary and uh, Colorado I mean, the Colorado series had like 50 plus goals combined. Yeah. So, and they won the series. You never thought they would win a high scoring series like that against the avalanche, but the avalanche are kind of like the lightning in that they have so much offensive firepower. Now maybe the avalanche are a little bit, deeper or more explosive offensively than the lightning without Steven Stamkos. But I could see this series uh, getting high scoring in certain games, game one, they're both going to feel each other out. The goalies are both playing well. I, I think the under is really uh, intriguing for at least game one. I see that being lower scoring, but yeah, other note I wanted to say. So the Victor Hedman prop that you were saying I mean, just the, like I mentioned, Columbus, when they played Columbus, it was lower scoring. Uh, Hedman only had, I think, two, two points in that five-game series. But you look at uh, Hedman's numbers, you know, since that Columbus series, 12 points, including eight goals in the 11 games, like I mentioned, and 37 shots in 11 games, which is better than three per game, close to four per game. So... I really like the, uh, you know, the appeal of that uh, with him getting more than two and a half shots uh, in any particular game. And Hedman, again, is a guy that you watch these games. He is the guy that you notice the most. He gets involved in the play. He makes big defensive plays. He's huge. I mean, I, like, I've, I saw him in person at the All-Star game. The guy's like 6'6", and he's like, on skates, he looks like uh, Goliath. He's like, it's <laughs> unbelievable. He, he, he's really a special player. He's taken the next step in his career. And, um, yeah, I'm all over him, uh, you know, overs in terms of his offensive productivity 
especially with the way he's played. And think about the teams he's doing this against, Boston and the Islanders, arguably the two better, best defensive teams in the league other than Dallas. So they're going to be able to score against the Dallas Stars. And I would love to see this series be a little higher scoring. As much as I love the way the Tampa Islander and uh, Dallas-Vegas series played out, there were a lot of low-scoring games, and you go into overtime and, you know, nobody's scoring for a while. I mean, it, you'd rather see a series like Colorado-Dallas if it were up to me. Yeah, I agree. Uh, give us some goals. Yeah, I, when I talked off the top of a few years ago that they, they made the finals and they lost John Cooper behind the bench, that was 2015, I believe, against the Blackhawks. And I remember Patrick Kane talking about Victor Hedman as the best defenseman in the league at that point. Um, just because of his reach, his ability, his awareness, and what he can bring, you know, offensively as well. So, yeah, to see him in person, um, it'll it'll take you back a little bit. Yeah, he is he's an <laughs> absolute beast for sure. Okay, so we both like the Lightning. Surprise, surprise. I do like Tampa. Um, you know, game one, they're minus 159, according to DraftKings Sportsbook, and then Dallas is, is plus 135. Do you like Tampa tonight? To, to for game one you like them in the series um but do you like them tonight and and how many games do you think this series goes uh i have lightning in six i actually like dallas tonight i think okay. dallas nice. uh, if dallas is going to win the series and they they have a great chance even though i'm picking the lightning in six i mean dallas has a great chance to win this series i said on the fantasy on ice podcast the other day i would put it at if i had to put percentages on it i would do like you know, maybe 55-45 in favor of Tampa Bay. It's very, very close. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, with the way that Dallas – anything you could say about Tampa Bay, how they've played outside their comfort zone, uh, you could say about Dallas. Tampa Bay's won in overtime many times, 5-1. and one. Dallas is 4-0, and oh, maybe even better. So and, – and Vasilevsky, great Russian goalie, you know, same thing for Kadobin. So, mm-hmm. really, you could say so many good things about Dallas to match what Tampa has done. And Tampa just had to play two overtime games. I would not be surprised to see Dallas in game one. I would actually pick Dallas in game one uh, to get the against the grain win and uh, put a little doubt in the lightning. I think that's their best chance to win this series is to do what they've done uh, to a couple of these different teams like Colorado and Vegas. I mean, they were not favored going into either of those series, yet they got off to good starts. And uh, that was pretty important. I think that's a really good point that you bring up because I was looking into that after Tampa beat Boston in five. They had about a week off, I think. And then the Islanders, I don't want to say it was a hard-fought series against Philly because I definitely thought that they were the better team, 100%. But it did go the distance. And then it was a quick turnaround. And what did we see in game one was just Tampa was flying. They won that game 8-2. They were all over them. So a little bit of extra rest um, maybe for Dallas. I'm with you. I like Dallas to win this game. I think it's going to go 7. And here are the odds. Like, if you think it's going to go 6, Tampa in 6 is plus 415 like that's pretty solid odds tampa in seven is plus 450 that's where i lean i like the bolts but if you want to get behind and you know an upset in dallas in seven games that's plus 650 there's some value there i do agree with you pete i think that i give the edge to tampa but it's i think 55 60 percent I mean, it's, it's, all, it's almost a coin flip i don't want to be a cop out here but dallas has really been impressive in my mind 
they just play this style of hockey that will tick you off, right? I mean, <laughs> they finish checks. Oh, definitely. They're chippy. <laughs> um, yeah, some of their forwards really get in on the forecheck, and, and Jamie Benn and Radulov. And, you know, I, I had tweeted out that I was actually impressed with Colorado or, you know, with Dallas beating Colorado and what they were able to do. And Colorado fans were like, oh, they're all dirty, you know, dirty players, and they got lucky on the power play. It's like, well, you know, they got their power plays. They, they you know – they get in like getting just the small things like getting in on the forecheck and finishing your, your hits and getting like the retaliation penalties and then capitalizing on them. That could still be part of your game plan. You know what I mean? Like it's just, they're, they're a different team. And if you're just wondering why they're here, I mean, if you watched any of that series against Vegas uh, to beat that golden Knights team in five is, is absolutely uh, very, very impressive. So we'll get you out on here. get you out of here on this. Just Stanley cup, you know, um, the Conn Smythe winners. We'll go Conn Smythe winners. Uh, I got some odds here. So I bet Veseleski before the playoffs started. I bet two guys, Veseleski at 20 to 1, and then Mark Stone at, I believe it was like 28 to 1. Obviously, not going to get that. The odds have changed. Kudobin was 32 to 1, by the way, in the last series, and now he's 3 to 1. We have Braden Point favored at plus 150, Victor Hedman plus 200. Or Heiskanen at plus 250. Kadobin, as I mentioned, at 3 to 1. Kucherov, 325. And we got some long, long odds here. Jamie Ben, 10 to 1. How about Veskaleski at 10 to 1? I think that's pretty good value. And then you're getting into some, you know, Pavelski and Sagan and Radulov all at 22 to 1. Long, long shots. And, and Kaloran at 55. Ben Bishop, we probably won't see. And we haven't even mentioned Steven Stamkos. Like, how impressive are the Lightning to get to this point without Steven Stamkos, Pete? I don't, I don't think you should put your money on uh con Smythe, but we could see him potentially in these finals and it just just goes to show like from top to bottom this tampa team can come at you in waves yeah i mean i think tampa bay's power play at different points in the playoffs has uh, missed the mark a little bit and that's where they really miss stamkos but in a way it's like they've progressed from the team that was always too reliant on the power play and that's not a knock on stamkos it's just it's like this has been the excuse for them to improve their areas of play in, you know, at five on five on the penalty kill and all situations and win in different ways rather than just relying on the power play to get you two or three goals a game, which is a good strategy in the past for the regular season, but hasn't worked out in the playoffs. There have been so many wins that they've had this postseason where they haven't scored a power play goal. So they've adjusted really nicely. And then, you know, Dallas has as well without Bishop. I mean, they've played – I don't think it's a coincidence that Dallas has played some of its best hockey in front of Kadobin. I mean, he's a – seems like a fun guy to play in front of, uh, you know, has really good vibes. And, you know, they're, they're overachieving compared to what they did in the regular season when they had one of the lowest five-on-five shooting percentages uh, in the league. So, yeah, both teams, you could say, have made amazing adjustments without – uh, one of their star players. The hockey fan in me really hopes that we see one or both of these guys up here in these finals. Uh, it would probably take uh, Kadobin to fall off a little bit at some point or another, uh, but I still hope we see it because Ben Bishop and Stamkos have been huge parts of these organizations for many years now. So, yeah, I think back to the Smythe thing, I'm picking Victor Hedman uh, just because of uh, how dominant he's been recently. But again, Full postseason, the fact that you took Vasilevsky and that there's still decent value on that. I mean, Vasilevsky might have a better chance. He might be a safer pick than Hedman 
to win the Conn Smythe just because he's been extremely consistent every round of the playoffs. You almost get to the point where, like, all, all postseason long, you're looking at Vasilevsky like, okay, we expect this from him. He's a Vezina winner. He leads the league in wins every year. We expect it. We expect it. But then at the end of the day, you look at the whole body of work, and especially if, uh, you know, maybe Dallas contains the top dogs offensively a little bit and they squeak by, Tampa Bay squeaks by. I mean, Vasilevsky would win the Conn Smythe. If this is a low-scoring series coming up against Dallas, I think Vasilevsky would win it. Yeah, I think so too. That's that's why I like him. I feel like even with as much offensive firepower, like say Hedman, I, I suppose if Hedman was to have like a five or six point series with as much ice time as he logs, I mean, 26 minutes he's getting per game. He's got 15 points in 19 games. But say he was to, he were to get, I don't know, five or six points in this series, I mean, he would stand out obviously as a defenseman, especially if they shut down Dallas and he put in good work against their top players. But like yeah. if Point and Kucherov both get, you know, five, six points and Palat chips in with five points and then, you know, you have Hedman in there with maybe just three or four and then we're looking at, okay, well, which guy is standing out because they have all this offense? Oh, it's Vasilevsky who, you know, won four of the five games or four of the six and only let in two goals, more than two goals in one of those starts. So that's where I'm leaning, but I, I like the headman call because he I just I've just noticed really that he's he's stepped up so much. Like he's already elite anyways. Like how much more can you step up? But I have noticed he and Braden Point especially have taken their games to another level. And I didn't know that that either of them actually had that in them. I thought potentially Point could, you know, even get better, but the fact that he is just like last year in the postseason, I believe he had one point in that one round and he was kind of invisible and didn't do anything. And he in Columbus was just, he was, he was unreal. I mean, he had a point in every single game, but one in that series. So Pete, always a pleasure, man, to talk hockey. I could, I could you know take you away for hours, uh, but we'll let you get back to your Saturday for sure. Uh, I, I encourage everybody to check out Pete, all of his work at NHL.com. Uh, again, at NHL Jensen. J-E-N-S-E-N on Twitter at NHL Fantasy at NHL Network. Follow all those platforms and make sure you check out the podcast NHL Fantasy on Ice. Pete, always a pleasure, man. Uh, enjoy the Stanley Cup Finals and uh, enjoy the quick turnaround uh, with hockey. Um, you know, the offseason is going to be short. Hey, man, trades in the playoffs? Like, sign me up. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> I know. We already have a couple of intriguing ones <laughs> with uh, Kisberry Kapanen into Pittsburgh and Eric Stahl to the Buffalo Sabres, which I really like as well. Uh, we've discussed those, those moves on the podcast so far. And, of course, can't wait to get to some of these free agents. Uh, you know, the big ones being, you know, guys like Petrangelo, Taylor Hall, and all players like this. So, um, yeah, really appreciate you having me on. Look forward to talking again soon, man. And uh, we're all ready into the fall. So enjoy the fall. Yeah, Alex Petrangelo in New Jersey. Ah, strange to me. I don't know if I like it. Uh, just vision him as a blue for life, right? The captain, the 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 guy on the squad. Um, maybe they work it out with him. Maybe they don't. Either way, if anybody lands him, they're going to get themselves one hell of a defenseman, and then stall over to Buffalo to play with his former teammate Jeff Skinner. I don't know what's going on in Buffalo, but um, they need to do something offensively to help out. Jack Eichel, for sure. Always a pleasure, Pete Jensen. Make sure you check out Pete uh, at NHL.com. Pete Jensen, fantastic guest. So on the way out here, going to give a few Monkey Knife Fight plays. And just starting to see the screenshots come in. You know, Sticks and Sacks is only, you know, just about six weeks old. So I love it. 
keep showing us the the screenshots, and hopefully we can keep providing you guys some winners. So yesterday, Jen Piacenti and myself had gave we gave actually a few home run calls. We were on Ronald Acuna Jr., Mookie Betts, Cody Ballinger, uh, Manny Machado. These were guys that we liked and guys that I included in the free Monkey Knife Fight Picks article on FTNDaily.com. That's right. We're giving away free picks every single day across all the sports, NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, UFC, PGA, eSports, NASCAR, absolutely everything. And again, that is free. So we had a couple of screenshots today. Uh, just give a couple shout-outs here. Actually, you know, you're winning. So congratulations. Tanner Bergman says, over at MKF, you have helped me turn my initial $10 investment into a $180 bankroll. We love that. Congratulations. We have another one here from RKOman221. That is uh, the Twitter handle. And he says, let's go. Got some money kicking himself for not putting down more money um, or, you know, going to a higher payout. But it's basically free money at Monkey Knife Fight when you follow Chris Meany and Jen Piacenti and their guidance. They had uh, – he had Ronald Acuna Jr. in there. He had two winners, actually. He had Will Myers, Manny Machado, and Trout in the Fantasy Challenge, which we gave out on yesterday's show. And then the Fantasy Challenge in another contest with Ronald Acuna Jr., Freeman, and Seeger from – the Dodges. So we're just trying to give out picks. Uh, again, it's free when you go over to monkeyknifefight.com and just sign up. Free $5. Use the promo code STICKS. They will instantly match your deposit up to $50. And you know the picks have been good so far. There's a couple contests that I really, really love. They have a, a, a lot of great ones that you can just check out for yourselves. But over in the NFL... Uh, side of things. The touchdown dance, I love it. You just pick three players and you can say if you're going to get one, two, three touchdowns. And, you know, so far so good. You know, week one called Kelsey, Clyde Edwards-Solaire, and David Johnson as my three. We had three touchdowns. And then on Thursday Night Football with the Bengals and the Browns called Nick Chubb, A.J. Green, Odell Beckham Jr. Got three touchdowns. A.J. didn't find the end zone, but Nick Chubb found it twice. And then, as I mentioned yesterday, with the free picks over on FTNDaily.com, all over the baseball, had Ronald Acuna Jr., Cody Bellinger, Mookie Betts, Manny Machado as home run calls. And then all of those guys, uh, you could have either either played them in the home run derby or you could play them in the fantasy challenge. I love the fantasy challenge. Uh, home runs are hard to call. <laughs> You're not going to call them like that every single day. Jen comes in hot fire, calls three or four, and away we go. But uh, I, that's what it's all about. We're trying to call home runs, but we're also trying to call a fantasy challenge. So when I look over today at Monkey Knife Fight, I'm looking at just the, the scoring challenge. Like where are the, where are the goals going to come from? Putting up points. Who's going to get them? So I'm looking at putting up points. You can pick any three players. If you think there's going to be three goals, four goals, or five goals, I think that this series overall is going to be high scoring. Uh, I, I think that you just can't slow down Tampa. And it's going to, you know, Dallas has already shown that they can go toe-to-toe. It's probably not the style that they want to play with the Bolts, but they've proved it. They they opened it up against Colorado. They scored some goals. They were able to have a little bit of success against Calgary. And as well as Vegas, as good as Robin Leonard was, they still were able to find the net. But I am going to only pick one Dallas star, and it is going to be Jamie Benn. He's been pretty good lately hitting the score sheet. He had a fantastic series against Vegas, as Pete alluded to. And then my two guys for Tampa Bay uh, are going to be uh, – Nikita Kucherov, I almost said Steven Stamkos. I don't think he's going to play tonight. Nikita Kucherov and Braden Point. So those are my guys. And because we've been so red hot here at Monkey Knife Fight, we're really just going to put the money where the mouth is here. And um, 
and just go to the biggest prize pool payout possible, 15 times your payout. And if the, you, you're unfamiliar with the scoring, it works like this. You get three points for a goal, two points for an assist, one point for a shot on goal, one for a block, one for a shootout goal, which we will not get. But these are the players. Nikita Kucherov, over-under, six and a half fantasy points. Give me the over. He's going to put at least three pucks on net. If he finds the score sheet, we're on our way. Tyler Sagan, six and a half points. We talked about Pete. Pete mentioned the regression or positive regression, rather, maybe coming back in his favor. I got to see it first. He could put three or four pucks on net. He's not scoring. I'm taking the the under less than 6.5 fantasy points. Victor Hedman, 6.5 fantasy points. I'll take the over, as Pete mentioned. I mean, he's jumping up in the play. He's averaging almost you know 27 minutes per game throughout these playoffs. He's shooting the puck a ton. I mentioned taking his over on the shot prop totals. He's probably going to put three or four shots on goal. He's going to block a couple. If he gets a point, Boom, we're loving it. Braden Point, 6.5 points. All this guy does is score. He's got a point in every single game but two. Keep an eye on his status. It looks like he's going to be able to play game one. I like the over. And then Jamie Benn, as I mentioned earlier, I am in on him to get a point. It may only be an assist. That may not get us to the 5.5, but I think he does enough to take the to, to get over the 5.5. So there it is. You slap your free $5 on that. That's a prize payout of $75, folks. So monkeynightfight.com, sign up, get your free $5, head over to the NHL Challenge, check out more or less 15 times your payout, Kucherov over, Sagan under, Hedman over, Point over, Ben over. Those are the picks. Hopefully they're winners. Thank you so much for taking the time to hang out. Eric Young will be back next week. Uh, a shout-out to him. Hopefully he's staying safe. A shout-out to Pete Jensen. I'm Chris Meany. You can follow me at Chris Meany on social media. Again, check out ftndaily.com. Free picks all the time. All the time. MuckyKnifeFight.com. Have a good one. Cheers. Cheers.